think it's a truck at all. I think we just found a transformer. This is Optimus Primer Button, leader of the auto part junkies. And I'm calling on all auto parts junkies to listen to Nostalgic Radio and Cars every Tuesday at 7 p.m. here on Tantalk. This is Optimus Primer Button. If you don't tune in, it will be the end of the world. Hey, this is Ted Nugent. Hi, this is Jay Leno. Hi, everybody. This is David Hobbs. Hi, this is Bob Varshaw. Hi, I'm Barry McGuire. Hey, this is Danny the Count Coker. Hey, this is comedian, author, and most importantly, vintage race car driver, Adam Carolla. Hi, this is Shirley Cha-Cha Muldowney. Hi, this is Robert Yates. Hey, this is Lou Santiago. I'm John Forrest. Hey, this is Jack Roush. Hello, Florida. I'm Ken Squire. Hi, this is Etzel Ford. Hi, I'm Corky Coker. Hey, this is Dennis Gage. Hi, this is Sam Amolo. Hi, this is Janet Hi, I'm Bruce Cohn. Hi, I'm Bob Lutz. Hi, this is Dave McClellan. Hey, this is Tammy Edelbrock. Hi, this is Norm Gravowski. Hey, I'm Dave Despain. Hey, this is Wayne Carini. This is Bill Warner. Hey, I'm Steve Bignanti. This is Kevin Bird. This is Arlen Ness. This is Ed Justice Jr. Hi, I'm Casey Jones. Hi, I'm Paul Kelly. I'm Richard Hutchins. Hi, this is Danny Sullivan. Hi, I'm Bob Vondra. Hey, everybody, it's Tim Strange. This is Daryl Starbird. Hi, this is Fort Hickok. Hi, this is Ed Iskandarian here. This is Robin Miller. Hey, Sports fans, it's Peter Brock here. And you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kirk at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. This is Robert from Nostalgic Video and Cars, here to tell you about Bellador's Pizza and Pasta, where the food is fresh, the sauce homemade, and the price is fantastic. They offer Chicago-style stuffed crust pizza, New York-style pizza, calzones, strombolis, pasta entrees, beer wine, and great desserts. They even make their bread fresh daily. Hey, they offer catering, and any order over 10 bucks, free delivery. So give them a call at 727-581-5000. Place your order now. They're located at 131 Clearwater Lager Road near downtown Largo. Or visit their website, belladorspizza.com. Ja, mein Büro hat ein Auto reserviert. Einen Moment bitte. Danke. Ich habe das Sign hier, Mr. Bone. It's the insurance damage waiver for your beautiful new car. Oh. Takes care of the normal wear and tear. Do I need any other protection? Only from B007, unless you bring that car back in pristine order. Shall we? Shall we? Oh, I see you managed to get the loaders back together again. I disregard these jibes about our equipment, 007. You'll be using this Aston Martin DB5 with modifications. Uh, mind your head. I've got something for you. BMW, agile five forward gears, all points radar. Now, pay attention, please. Machine guns, rockets, the GPS tracking system. And naturally, all the usual refinements. You see this arm here? Now open the top and inside your defense mechanism controls. Now, this I'm particularly proud of. You see the gear lever here? Now, if you take the top off, you'll find a little red button. Whatever you do, don't touch it. No, why not? Because you'll release this section of the roof and engage and fire the passenger ejector seat. Ejector seat? You're joking. I never joke about my work, 007. Right. 
Now, pay attention, 007. I want you to take great care of this equipment. There are one or two rather special accessories. Q, have I ever let you down? Frequently. Okay, listeners, welcome. You're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. Run to the computers and Google TanTalk1340.com, and you can see us live here in the studio. Don't forget to check out our website, GolfStreamMotorsports.com. If you've missed any of our past shows, you can visit our podcast, Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and you can hear all of our 255 shows now. And don't forget to like us on Facebook, Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and GolfStream Motorsports. Good evening, Bobby. How are you this evening? Greetings from the epicenter of all things American rhythm and blues rock and roll barbecue celebration to you, Robert. <laughs> you know, that reminds me, uh, thanks, Ted, that uh, we got 4th of July coming up here in a couple of weeks, don't we, Bobby? T- Ted's not doing the board, unfortunately, but uh, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> I'm sure he did the board way back in the early days, you know, before he got really handy-dandy with that guitar. But yes, 4th of July is coming up. Yeah, well, what, today is what, the 23rd? 
23rd. So basically like a week and a half, something like that. Is that what it is? All right. Well, anyway, hey, we got a fun-filled, fun-packed show for tonight. We are not having a guest tonight, but we are going to be playing some really cool nostalgic clips from some really cool 60s, 70s movies, primarily 70s, chase scene movies. We're going to do some movie trailers. I'm going to talk a little bit about Cars for a Change, which is something I've been wanting to do for quite some time because people have told me on the streets, they say, you know, you always have a guest, you always play music, you always run your mouth for a second or two, but you don't really talk about cars that much like you used to. So Did you say liars? <laughs> yeah, they are. They are. They are. We always talk about cars here on Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and we play some groovy, far-out 60s, 70s music. Don't we, Uncle Ted? I'm a thrilling, fun guy. If you're not having fun with me, you're weird. <laughs> Absolutely. Anyway, you know what? We're working on getting... Somebody else very special on the radio show. We're working on getting Mr. Donald Trump. Now, if we get Donald Trump on the radio show, and we get Ted Nugent on the radio show, and Sarah Palin on the radio show, because this is a conservative talk radio show slash station. Yeah, we should have some real good times here. Maybe we'll get this country straightened out. You know, I'm a voter. Aren't you supposed to lie to me and kiss my butt? (laughs) Anyway, let's talk a little bit about cars. Actually, Bobby, why don't we talk a little bit about what we did this past weekend. This past weekend, we went down to Sarasota on Sunday for a car show. It's an annual car show. It's put on by a good friend of ours, Martin Gobby, who owns Vintage Motors in Sarasota and the uh, Sarasota Classic or Antique Car Museum down there. But anyway, so he is his main sponsor, along with the uh, downtown um, uh, Commerce Board of uh, Sarasota. Did I say that right, Bobby? Did I screw that up, too? The Downtown Sarasota's Merchants Association. That's it. That's it. See, when all else fails, all I have to do is ask Bobby because Bobby is very good at retaining things. Bobby, by the way, is my son, and he has been my board up since uh, during the summer since he's out of school. Get ready to go to college. And poor dad can be sitting here all by his little lonesome. But at any rate, um, so here's a <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it sounds like an echo. But at any rate, uh, so we were down there at Sarasota at this uh, annual Father's Day show put on by the Sarasota Merchants Association and Vintage Motors. And it's called Fenders and Fathers. Is that what it's called, Bobby? Did I say that right? Fathers and Fenders. Fathers and Fenders. Okay, so I was close. At any rate, see, this is live radio. This is, uh, there's no takes. Uh, It's uh, it's live radio and anything is possible. Right, Bobby? Exactly. Exactly. So at any rate. So it was a pretty cool car show. It was actually downtown Sarasota, and uh, it was kind of like on a little square, but it's, it was more of a triangle, actually, and it's right down by the new library that they built in downtown Sarasota there. And it's kind of like a little district where they've got some nice coffee shops and stores and things of that nature. So it's it's pretty cool. We were impressed with that. What was really neat about it is that the majority of the cars were actually nicely nestled up against the inside of the park under the trees, but yet still on the street. And, of course, the street was roped off and everything like that. And there were some pretty cool cars there. And, uh, I mean, there was a... A pack of Trans Ams that were there. There was a uh, 1979 Bandit Edition Trans Am. Pretty car. Really nice car. Then there was a nice, uh, I think it was also 79 or 80 uh, Trans Am. Real pretty, kind of a petrol blue color. Pretty car. Both cars automatics. Both cars T-tops. Both cars nicely optioned. There was a Vintage Motorsport. They brought down um, a Jaguar. Uh, 150, which uh, yours truly got a chance to drive. As a matter of fact, we did a video on that car as we were driving it back because what was interesting is uh, Nathan came up to me, who uh, is the top salesman there at uh, Vintage Motors. He comes up and he goes, hey, Rob, you want to drive a car back? And I said, uh, sure, why? He says, well, you see that big cloud up in the sky? Yeah, well, it's better to open up. We want to get these cars back before it rains, particularly since three of the cars were open cars. So uh, they also had a black 1962 Ford Galaxy 406, four-speed car. Bench seat, four-speed car, that is. Bench seat. Cool, groovy. I mean, you know, you talk about muscle cars, and everybody says, well, my Chevelle's a muscle car, my Torino Cobra's a muscle car, my Goat's a muscle car, my, you know, my Roadrunner or, or, or GTX or something like that. And really, now if you stop thinking about it, muscle cars, the true, by definition, is... Did really- you say liars? <laughs> the true definition of a muscle car is a... Big car with a big motor, preferably a four-speed. That's what a muscle car is, okay? Because that's muscle, you know, a big engine, a big four-speed, big stickies on the back, you know, tires, basically. So, anyway, so they had this 1962 factory 406 four-speed car. And, uh, you know, back in the day, most guys ordered kind of like a stripped-down car, got the biggest motor, got a four-speed, didn't care whether it was a bench seat. Of course, that was the thing back in those days because you had a bench seat because chances are you had your babe with you, and she scooted over until it became race time. Then she slid over to the door side so you could hammer some gears. 
You know, okay. and what, 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 what? You start the okay. place. Is this a paying customer? Okay. 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 Is this a paying customer? <laughs> Bobby's having fun with our sound effects tonight. And oh, by the way, if anybody wants to call in, feel free to call in tonight. Give us a call here at the studio, 727 441 3000. That's 727 441 3000. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just call in. You know what? I think I have some extra bumper stickers here. Uh, I owe some to some of the callers. Anyway, uh, from the uh, TV show My Classic Car, our good friend Dennis Gage, who will probably be coming on again this year. We have our regulars now that uh, have uh, been on TV for a number of years, and they like coming back on our show. Wayne Carini comes on all the time. i got Danny Coker coming back on from uh, Counting Cars. We've had uh, Dennis Gage has been on a few times. Stacey David comes on all the time. So, you know, we'll have some reoccurring nostalgic radio and cars alumni. For you, so we'll be talking about their shows and some of the projects and some of the other cool stuff that they're uh, they'll be doing. But anyway, so here it is. It gets ready to open up, and uh, Nathan has been the keys, and and I wanted to drive the 406 car because it's a factory 406 tri-power car with the short headers, not the long log headers, but it had the short ones on. Your 427 cars had the big cast iron log headers, as uh, we affectionately refer to them. Those of us that are car aficionados, at any rate, or Ford car aficionados. Okay, Chevrolet guys don't know much about that, and neither do the Mopar guys. Of course, they had some fast cars, too. You know, they had the Max Wedges and their uh, Hemis, which came out in uh, early 65, and then, of course, Chevrolet had their big porcupine motors, their W head motors, which was the 409s, and then their porcupine head cars, which was the mystery motor, the Smoky Eunuch mystery motor, and, uh, of course, then uh, when the big block Chevrolet came out, uh, the rat motor, the 396-427. So, at any rate, anyway, so uh, the, the Galaxy was a pretty cool car, original paint, Mostly original interior, nice car. Uh, but I didn't get to drive that one. I drove the Jag, which is okay because I, I, I like Jags and I like open cars. And uh, so it was really cool. But here's the neat thing was when we were getting ready to leave, you know, Bobby and I made a trip around the uh, parking lot. And we did a little uh, video there, which uh, we will edit and put up on our Facebook page and or our website as well. And then I dropped him off. He had to pick up the truck and follow me back to Vintage Motorsports or Vintage Motors. And I had to kind of like circumvent around that small little part of town, get on Tamiami Trail, which is 41, and head north. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, how about that? And you weren't there, buddy. So and uh, <laughs> and you didn't build that either, just so you know, for the record. Um, much less anything else. Anyway, so as I'm turning the yeah. corner, go ahead. He's, yeah, what? Huh? Yeah, <laughs> button it all the time. What about that guy? Hey. Um. Any rate, so uh, as I'm turning the corner, I see over on my left hand side there was a. Uh, I'm not sure if it was a real one or a reproduction 427 Cobra. As the story goes, the gentleman owned this particular 427 Cobra, or lookalike, also had a real one. So this was his like his little clone that he drives every day, which was pretty cool looking, very authentic, I might add. And uh, his real one, his multi-million dollar AC Cobra, he keeps in the garage and brings out once on a blue moon. So he started booging down the road. I just happened to be right behind him. Well, I reached over on my passenger seat and I grabbed my phone. And I didn't have my glasses on, so I wasn't sure, and I kind of hit a button, and I thought I was taping this thing. And as it turned out, I was. But I wasn't sure I was taping it. So anyway, here I am. I'm driving, you know, left-handed uh, with the wheel on the wheel, on the thing, plus I have to shift. And uh, I, I'm holding the camera up, or my phone, rather, and I'm videotaping me chasing this Cobra down uh, Tamiami Trail, which was actually pretty cool. If I had known the thing was working, I should have got up a little closer, because you can still make out that it's a, a Cobra. But if I'd got a little closer, you could have got a better shot of the guy. And then, because I wasn't exactly sure where I was, I actually changed lanes and got back in the right side lane thinking I had to turn to the right, and I didn't. And then by that time, some cars got between me and the Cobra. And then when I resumed, getting behind them, there was, there was cars in the way. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, I didn't get a, a really, really, really good long shot of it. But anyway, any rate, so uh, a special thanks to our friends down there, Nathan and uh, Martin down at uh, Vintage Motors. But some of, the, some of the other cars that were there at that car show, there was another gentleman there uh, that had a really nice MGA race car. When I say race car, he had it built, and it was a car that he had prepared for vintage racing. Very, very nicely done. There was a nice Tiger, Sunbeam Tiger, that was there. There was a beautiful, a stunning 67 Mustang 390 GT automatic fastback and the kind of a rare copper color gorgeous color you know everybody tends to buy a car or paint a car you know red black white those are okay colors but you know if you do something like an off color like a green like the forest green that they had or maybe some of the blues or some of the off metallic greens the metallic colors the burgundies and stuff like that those are cool colors and they're very 
you know, classic looking on some of these cars and different for a change, you know, because there's only so many white, red, and black cars you can really look at. And red is probably, yeah, I understand, you know, it looks good on a fast car, looks good on the Corvette, might look good on a Mustang. Obviously, what are you people? On soap? <laughs> and it might look good on a, a Ferrari, obviously. But, yeah, there are other colors that look real good, too. My good friend Marty Shore, he was down there. He had his uh, silver Ford GT, his 2005 GT, silver car, beautiful. His buddy was there with his uh, Ford GT, and I think it was a uh, kind of an off-blue also, gorgeous-looking car. There was a stunning, stunning, stunning 19. <laughs> you can follow through, Bobby. Go ahead. You're doing good. A stunning uh, Mercedes 280SL there. Beautiful car. One of my favorites. Factory four-speed car. I like that. And Because, uh, you know, a lot of them are automatics. And this was a U.S. car, too. So most of the cars that came over here were automatics. On the other side, I think we had a couple street rods, which, you know, the fiberglass car, street rods, okay. Uh, you want to give the guys, you know, some credit because it's a nice-looking car. But, you know. And Drew Alcazar, my buddy that owns Russo and Steel, he put it best. He goes... If you're going to go out and spend seventy, eighty, ninety, hundred thousand dollars on a fiberglass car that is worth twenty when you're done, and has no, you know, significant value to it because there's no substance to the car because it's not really a car; it's a kit car. I mean, from start to scratch, you know, you you ordered a crate motor, you uh, built something uh, out of a magazine. It's uh, you know. Uh, fiberglass. Okay, so what ends up happening, typically, they put a custom interior in it, which is custom. They put a custom paint job on it, which is custom. Some custom wheels, which generally don't look that good, and it's custom. So it doesn't really represent anything. And, you know, I mean, I understand some guys take them and they kind of personalize them. But, and, and if you love it and you enjoy it and it puts a big smile on your face, that's great. The problem is, is when you go to sell that car, it's worth nothing. If you'd have taken, and taken the same amount of time and went out out west to Montana, Idaho, Wyoming, you know, Utah, someplace in the desert even, Arizona, New Mexico, or West Texas, you could have found yourself a real steel body car and built it, and had a real car. As a matter of fact, you can buy reproduction steel body Fords now, okay? Most of them are Fords anyway. You know, and then if you're going to insult us Ford guys and have to put a bow tie Chevrolet motor in it. Thanks, Bobby. That's very appropriate. Uh, and, uh, you know, you might as well flush the whole car down the toilet. There you go. You know, I mean, if you got a Ford, put a Ford underneath it. If you got a Chevy, put a Chevy underneath it. If you got a Dodge, put a Dodge underneath it. But if you're going to go old school hot rod, the last motor you want to put under the hood is a Chevrolet. Do something crazy and wild. Like put a vintage flathead under Put an old Oldsmobile motor in. Put a Cadillac motor. Back in the days in the 50s, you know, when they raced Allard's and they raced some of these other really cool cars, Cunningham's, they used Cadillacs. They used Lincoln motors. They used everything but a Chevrolet. Where okay. did you hear that garbage? <laughs> Bobby, you're great. You're right on cue. This is good. Um, but anyway, so you know, you can tell I'm not a big fan of Chevrolets. I mean, they're okay. They're fast. You know, they had their day in the late 50s, 60s, 70s. And then when Ford finally came out and figured out how to make a Fox body Mustang run real good, and then all the aftermarket companies came out with some really, really trick heads. For Fords, because that was Ford's weakness, the, the fact that the Ford small block heads just never really um, functioned properly. And that is due to design, and that's Ford Motor Company's problem, because the, the motor was originally designed to go in a Falcon with the shock towers. And in order to clear the exhaust manifolds, they actually made the ports very low. So unlike a Chevrolet or a Pontiac or a Mopar, where the ports were basically up a little higher, hence the term raised ports, Okay, so a raised port head, and if you understand the science behind the design of the head, obviously it just shoots exhaust out straight. On a Ford, it actually had a peak and then came back down, so it actually had to make a turn inside the cylinder head. So when it did, it basically, all the exhaust ricochets off the top and then it has to go out. So it slows it down and creates turbulence in there, so they never really ran right. But when, with the advent of you know, modern-day technology and the Fox Body Mustang, which, was a, which also was a shock tower car, or strut car rather, but the, the, the way the, the system was designed, the heads were designed a little bit differently so that they had more of a raised port. Well, then they came out, and they improved on it, and they enlarged the exhaust. Because the exhaust, you know, keep in mind, everybody talks about, oh, my Chevrolet's great, my Ford's great, my Mopar's great, my Cadillac's great. Okay. What the hell is wrong with you all? <laughs> the lower part of the motor, the bottom end of the motor, is a pump. 
Okay? It's a piston that goes up and down. It sucks and pushes. That's what it does. Okay? So the trick for all you guys out there that like to read a lot of magazines, and I'm not the greatest mechanic out there. I'm basically a tinkerer, but I understand parts and I understand the science of the motors. The trick is in the cylinder heads. The trick is making the motor breathe. Okay, that's the deal. You got to make it breathe. You know, it's got to get it. You got to get it in, and you got to get it out. You got to get it out very quickly and very efficiently. Okay, and then there's the exhaust scavengers, a whole bunch of other stuff that goes along with it. Oh yeah, while it's while the fuel and air is mixing around in the cylinders, you got to get it to burn right. Okay, so that has to deal with chambers, which again is related to the head. So the trick is the heads. Hey Bobby, we got something queued up in the turn queued queued up queued the queued up really cool groovy far out for us on the uh, turn up table. Yeah, we got a new needle here. So you got a new needle? I think we should try it out. Let's try it out. Let's see how it, uh, let's see how it works. Hey, you're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I'm blabbering about cars. Oh, we got a little uh, AC/DC. All right. Hey, you're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Got some AC/DC for you. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. This is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kurt at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. This is Robert from Nostalgic Video and Cars, here to tell you about Bellador's Pizza and Pasta, where the food is fresh, the sauce homemade, and the price is fantastic. They offer Chicago-style stuffed crust pizza, New York-style pizza, calzones, strombolis, pasta entrees, beer wine, and great desserts. They even make the bread fresh daily. Hey, they offer catering, and any order over 10 bucks, free delivery. So give them a call at 727-581-5000. Place your order now. They're located at 131 Clearwater Lager Road near downtown Largo. Or visit their website, belladorspizza.com. 
Okay, we're back, and you're tuning into Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. Anyway, uh, what was I talking about? I was talking about, oh yeah, the car show. Okay, so anyway, so we had a good time down there at the Fathers and Fenders Car Show. That was a lot of fun down there in Sarasota. And you know, it's really cool because, you know, if you stop thinking about it, I think Dunedin does a downtown car show. I think uh, Safety Harbor does a downtown car show. And Clearwater actually started doing one a couple of years ago in spring. When is that, Bobby? That's like uh, when they do the Capitol Theater thing, right? Yes, that is. Cruising at the Capitol. Cruising at the Capitol Cruising is what Capitol. that is. Yeah. That's what the... Yep. That's, that's the name of that car show. So, you know, more and more of these downtown communities are, are towns are starting to do car shows, which are actually pretty cool because it gives everybody a chance to kind of patronize downtown and get together. And, you know, a lot of car guys... Like hanging out together. Here, here's what we were supposed to supposed to hear there. Hey, this is Larry the Cable Guy, and you're listening to Nostalgia Radio and Cars. And if you're not, you're a communist. <laughs> Very good. Larry the Cable Guy was on our show a couple of years ago, and uh, he was gracious enough to give us a liner. So good for that. Hey, by the way, today is Tuesday, okay? And uh, if you listen to my sponsors, the Rib Shack Barbecue Joint, which is downtown Largo. And what's the address, Bobby? But anyway, so uh, today's Rib Shack Tuesday. Actually, it's Rib Shack Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They're open seven days a week, downtown Largo, and they've got the best barbecue. We go there all the time. We love it. And walk in there and tell them that you're a patron and a listener of Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and chances are you might get a little discount on something. You might get a bag of chips or a soda pop. They're at 600 West Bay Drive in beautiful downtown Largo. And the phone number is, Bobby? 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. Yes, and right around the corner from them is Bella Doris Pizza. Our good friends, Mark and everybody down there, they have absolutely scrumptious pizza. And that's another one of our sponsors, and they've got great food. Not only is their pizzas excellent, and they make it with special sauce, special dough, special cheese, and they use bottled water. They use tap water when they when they do their dough. So they they really take pride in their pizza. The pizza's excellent. Their calzones are excellent. Their uh, sandwiches and fillies. They have all kinds of stuff there. Go check out Bella Doors. Bobby, what's and the... And they're at 131 Clearwater Largo Road, and also in beautiful Largo, Florida. And their phone number is 727-581-5000. That's 727-581-5000. Absolutely. And then, of course, if you watch this show every week, you know that I have this giant, gorgeous, stunning banner with this really groovy, far-out 1957 Thunderbird Gasser done by our good friend Dougie at the sign shop. And Dougie's number is 727-392-4852. That's 727-392-4852. And that is the sign shop. And, of course, if you were here for our anniversary show, my good friend Dom Fortes at Fortes Inboard and Auto Connection, who does really cool restorations on vintage classic cars. Give Dom a call down there at 727-544-6440. That's 727-544-6440. Now, let's see. What else should we do? Oh, let's go talk about, uh, let's see, well, the car show we talked about. But let me tell you about uh, some of the things that I do, okay? You know, obviously I talk about cars and I talk about everybody else. But once in a while, you know, we take a time. I'm encouraged to kind of, you know, do a show about what we do here at uh, Nostalgic Radio and Cars. And... <laughs> And uh, Gulfstream Motorsports. And as you guys all know, I buy and sell cars and parts, mainly vintage stuff. And I also deal a lot with classic parts. But I also do appraisals. And I do pre-purchase inspections. And I do some outside consulting, automotive-related. And a couple things that I did this past week. I got a couple kids in town. They're young. One of them 16, 15, not even 16 yet. And uh, he took it upon himself to go out and find himself a car. He bought himself a 1973 Mustang. And uh, kudos to him. Yeah, so here's this young kid, 15 years old, and with his cousin, who's 18, he's got a little bit of car experience underneath him, and they're, and his dad and the uncles are kind of teaming up here to put this little old Mustang together. Now, they bought a parts car. They bought a few things from me, and uh, but they also bought a parts car because the one car was shy some stuff, and here they are converting stuff back and forth. This is the best way to learn to get into the hobby is, you know, watch TV, watch these TV shows, you know, pick up a magazine, read the magazines, and if you see something you like, then by all means, just grab grab your nose, both feet, and jump into it and do it, you know? And you don't have to know anything because there's plenty of people outside or within your circles that are kind of car guys that kind of know a little bit about them, that have some tools, might know somebody else that knows a little bit more about cars, have some more tools, maybe even a welder and a few things like that. 
And uh, pretty soon, collectively, you can build yourself a pretty cool classic. So this kid's going to have a really neat 1973 Mustang to drive in about six months when he gets his uh, full-fledged driver's license. So we'll keep you posted on that. But right now, it's just basically a 1973 Mustang, 302 automatic. But he's going to put some nice wheels and tires on it. He's going to dual up the interior a little bit. going to put a little, few little choice things on the motor, like your basic uh, chrome valve covers or aluminum valve covers and uh, a chrome air cleaner, a four-barrel intake and carburetor, maybe some exhaust, and a few things like that, which is the basic, which is all you really need to do anyway, you know, because basically you can't go fast around here anyway unless you start getting serious about racing. Eh, then you want to make yourself a really serious go-fast car. Now, um, I've got with me today um, a copy of Sports Car Market. Now, as you've heard me talk about many times on the radio show, uh, besides the appraisals, I actually write for Sports Car Market. I'm what they call one of their auction analysis reporters. So basically what they do is they hire me to go to their auction, to a auction. It could be a Gooding auction. It could be a Hollywood Wheels auction. It could be a Russo and Steel auction. It could be a Punta Gorda auction, as in the case of this. And basically, my job is to go there, watch the cars, look at the cars, assess the cars, and then write a little description on the cars. Now, unless I'm doing a full cover where I write the uh, commentary on the uh, – or basically a, a uh, storyline on the, on the actual auction itself, a lot of times we just go in there. Instead of writing on 50, 60 cars, I might just pick 20 or 25 cars, and I'll just do a, a brief description of them. So in this particular issue that I have in front of me, I have a Sports Car Market magazine issue, and it's July 2015. And if we're not doing a special feature on an auction, let's just say like Bonhams, Leaks, Vacaris, or something like that, then what happens is we uh, we basically do the, the cars that I write about wind up in the very back of the magazine, and it's called the Roundup section. And the Roundup section is basically a section of the magazine that compiles four or five or six or seven different auctions. They may not be big, big auctions with a lot of cars, but there'll be enough cars there that if we pick out 10, 15, 20 cars, we can write on them. So in this particular case, I covered the Punta Gorda auction in uh, in March or April. April, March, April, May, April, I think is what it was, okay? And uh, there's a couple cars in here that I did, and one of them was a car that uh, Vintage Modestly ran through there, and it was a 1968 Shelby. And uh, so basically, if you look at, the uh, magazine, and you turn to, let me see if I can find the page, okay, because it was towards the end here. Let's see, it's on page uh, 146, and it basically says something like this. Okay, so it says, run number 212, 1968 Shelby GT500 fastback, and then it gives the serial number. And then, now I write 500 words on the description of the car, and then a 500-word summary. But because there's not a lot of room in print in the, in the magazine, and they want to get as much basic information in there as possible, it gets condensed. So they kind of weed through it. So even though I wrote a 500-word little description on the car, this is basically what they put in there. White and blue, white with blue stripes, basically, black, uh, vinyl interior, whatever the mileage was, okay, and then the motor description, which was a 4028 V8 four-barrel auto, early car, no AC, represented as a non-original motored car, which it was, okay, straight body with older paint, checking, it was a white paint job, checking, okay, interior fairly original looking, including the factory shoulder harnesses. It also had a tilt steering kick away, but it was missing some parts. So basically you can tell from the description that this was a car that was a driver conditioned car, older paint job. It had stripes on it. Okay, there's also a picture of the car, okay? Non-original motor car, an automatic car, so you know it's okay, so it's an automatic. It says it's an early car, so it's a non-Cobra Jet car. Tilt-away column, missing some parts, because when you open up the door jam, if it was a tilt-kick-away steering wheel, it'll have an extra hole in the door on the side where the little um, uh, little doohickey is when you, know, the, when you open and close the door you know, for the, for the uh, interior lights, the courtesy lights to come on. There's also a little button in there that looks like that little push-button thingy that uh, basically um, sends a little message to the tilt kickaway steering wheel, and but it does what it does, basically it kicks away so you can get in and out of the car very easily, which was something that they basically borrowed from the Thunderbird because Thunderbirds had that. So at any rate, and then I put in their factory 10 spokes and raised white letter tires, and then they added in their Odo has rolled over. Well, if I put in there 14,000 miles showing on the Odo, generally you can tell that that was 114,000, so it rolled over. So, because the speedometers only go to nine, 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 whatever it is. Okay. So then, and it says that the car sold. Okay. So I was there when the, I actually, this is a car that I actually personally repped on the block because one of the things that I also do at some auctions is I'm a reader. Okay. And that's the guy that up there stands up there on, uh, on the block with the auctioneer next to the auctioneer usually. 
and he describes the vehicle. So in this case, I, this was a car that went through the auction across the block as I was there, pointing at it, describing it, and I was very familiar with the car, coincidentally, and, of course, Shelby's, naturally. So this car came through. I repped it, and uh, so I know for a fact that it sold for $78,000 plus the fees. Okay, so basically it hammered at seventy-eight. All right, then the next line is, this would be a great driver, just tidied up a bit and enjoy it. And then I also put in there, well-bought and well-sold. So the buyer paid a fair amount of money for the car, good money, you know, honest money for the car, and the seller sold it at an honest price. So basically you had a happy buyer and happy seller. And um, so this was at the premier Punta Gorda auction in, uh, at the um, Muscle Car Museum down there in Punta Gorda. As a matter of fact, they're going to have another auction, and they're going to auction off some more cars down there, I think, this fall. So we'll keep you informed on that. But that just gives you an example of one of the things that I do. What it is, basically, it's a short version of, a, uh, of an appraisal. And uh, so, but you got to know these cars. You know, there's an organization out there, a number of them, that say, well, you know, you got to be a certified appraiser, and you have to join this association, and you have to take a test. And they got five or six guys in there that probably know a lot about cars, but they basically kind of like pass judgment on you. And uh, whether you, and you got to go through this whole rigmarole to, uh, you know, to, to be able to, for them to put their little blessing on you and say that you're a certified appraiser, and it really doesn't mean anything. It's not like you're. It's not like you're certified. They don't actually come down here and and check you out or anything like that. And the bad part about it is, is it's anybody that has a little bit of car knowledge that can basically read and take a correspondence course can pass this thing, and then suddenly they're a certified appraiser. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. <laughs> but anyway. That's not what appraising is all about. In order to be a successful appraiser, you have got to you have got to really know cars, eat, sleep, and drink these cars. The advantage I have over many people, my counterparts, so to speak, is I actually owned a lot of these cars. I was in the salvage yard business for 30 years. I've been doing this since I was 16. I eat, sleep, and drink cars. I've been around them. I've seen crappy ones. I've seen nice ones. I've built them. I've destroyed them. I've scrapped them. I've done everything with these cars. So I have a really, really good feel for these cars. And the other thing is, is that with these cars, if I don't know everything there is to know about a car when I'm appraising it, I know enough people in the industry to go talk to that can help me get through the cars. But you've got to have the basics to be able to even do that. Because if you don't know enough about cars, you don't know enough where to look or to even ask the right questions. Take I mean, this job and shove it. <laughs> I mean, you've got to know... Um, you know, where to look for numbers, where to look for frame numbers, where to look for confidential numbers, where to look for casting numbers, where to look for date codes, you know, whether a VIN plate's been removed and put back on, whether it's original rivets, whether it's not. So many things. I'm dealing with a car right now. It's a 1955 Thunderbird, and uh, the car is a nice car. And the car's not even here in the United States or in, in Florida. It's in another state. So basically, I've got to kind of look at this car and this is what you would call a desktop appraisal because you're looking, you're working off pictures. And I can't, and I have to put a disclaimer in there. I'm not actually doing a thorough appraisal on this car. What I'm doing is putting together a valuation on what a car in this condition should be worth, given that all the information that is provided to me makes sense. Okay. So in other words, if you are accurately describing the car, and I'm looking at the pictures then based on the pictures, based on the written information that I have, the written description on the car, this car should be worth X number of dollars. That's, for the most part, that's it. But the disclaimer is going to be, I have not laid a set of real eyeballs on the car. So short of that, based on what I've seen, that is probably a fair valuation on the car. But that could all change once I look at the car or somebody else looks at the car. You know, with my expertise, and then does another appraisal on it. So this is kind of a tough situation. I personally think, and I don't like doing these kind of appraisals, but I will do them with the disclaimer in there. But in all honesty, nobody, nobody should ever buy a car based on pictures. Nobody should ever buy a car without hiring somebody to do a pre-purchase inspection, a physical inspection on the car, drive the car, test the car. And I can tell you that, and this is another story for another show, that I've looked at so many cars here in the last uh, month or so for people, particularly Porsches, since Porsches are really hot right now. By the way, I'm not in French Lake, Indiana. I'm here in the studio. I did not go to Indiana because we had other things go on and that were more important to me that were business-related, so I had to stay here. But nonetheless, I've looked at a number of these cars. You know, I can give you a good idea what the car is. For example, in this case with Porsches, I am not a Porsche mechanic. So there's certain 
uh, nuances that are unique to a Porsche that a Porsche mechanic will know. So therefore, I can look at the car, I can look at the body, I can give you all the other, you know, the basics, okay? But then when it comes into specifics, something that's car specific, that is when you hire a professional that knows a lot more about that particular car than I do. You take it to him, and then what he says goes, okay? So as in the case of the 911 that we looked at, we had some issues with the brakes. We had some issues with the cylinder head bolts. We had some issues with uh, a leak down test or some things like that. And I'm not a mechanic, so I don't have access to the tools to check this stuff out. There was issues with the clutch, with the slave cylinder, um, the way everything was kind of working in the car. For the most part, it was fine. To the average person, it seemed okay, felt okay, drove very, very well. But there were certain issues with the car because somewhere down the line, Numerous mechanics had got into the car, had driven the car, had repaired the car, and maybe the guy that had the car didn't have the money in his budget at the time to do it 100% correct, so they did kind of what we would call a mm, get-me-by type repair. And the problem with a get-me-by type repair is is that often can lead to a major repair down the road. So this is why you've got to buy a car that you are very, very comfortable with, you've seen, you've tested, you've driven, or you hire a professional to go physically inspect the car, take the car to somebody who knows a lot about the car, and have them do another physical and mechanical inspection. Because you can do a physical inspection, which is what I typically do, and a drive, but a mechanical inspection is very, very important because on a lot of these cars today, that can lead to a ton of money. Right, Bobby? You bet. You bet. All right, what do you got queued up for? Is you got something there you want to play real quick? We got about uh, five, six minutes left. Yeah, we got. Um, let's see which clip is this. This is the uh, Vanishing Point trailer. Oh, we're let's, gonna play let's, Vanishing let's Point. Let's hear this. Yeah. Let's yeah. Hear it. You know what? This is one of my favorite movies in the '70s. This is with uh, Barry Newman, and it was about a guy that went uh, from uh, Salt Lake City to San Francisco, San Francisco to Salt Lake City, buying a car for somebody. Or actually, he didn't buy it. He drove the car and uh, brought it back. From Name. San Francisco Occupation. to Denver, Colorado. Supercharged Dodge Challenger from Denver to San Francisco. All right, the other way around. Background: Medal of Honor in Vietnam. Former stock and bike racer. Former cop, dishonorably discharged. Now he uses speed to get himself up. To get himself gone. Everybody's after Kowalski. For one reason or another. Is there something I can do for you? Well, like what? Like anything you want. Everybody wants a piece of his hide. Maybe kill somebody. Maybe stole that big dude of his. Maybe both. They want to get him and put him away. But they'll have to catch him first. Challenger being chased by the blue, blue meanies on wheels, the vicious traffic squad cars are after our known driver, the super driver of the Golden West. The police numbers are getting closer, closer, closer to our soul hero in his soul mobile. They're gonna kill him, smash him, rip the last American hero. It's the maximum trip at maximum speed. Vanishing point. You know, people talk about a lot of the movies and the uh, the uh, chase scenes, but I got to tell you, there's two movies that stand out. Okay, I mean, that were really, really, almost all about chasing, and that is uh, Vanishing Point, which I think was one of the best. Okay, and it's become a cult movie. They actually did a remake of it, and the other one is Gone in 60 Seconds, the original Gone in 60 Seconds, as well as the original Vanishing Point. And on Gone in 60 Seconds, they've also done a remake. So those are the two cult movies with probably two it's of the best pace. scenes. He'll steal anything, anytime. Here we go. Gone in 60 Seconds, original movie trailer. His front insurance investigation, his business stealing cars, and now he's got to fill the biggest contract yet. We're gonna deliver over 40 cars to docks by Saturday. That's a sad start. To the list. You can lock your car, but if he wants it, it's gone in 60 seconds. Get down. 
things don't always go as planned, even for a pro. Sometimes when you steal a car, you get more than you bargained for. Holy shit. Here. Who is it? The whole damn thing's loaded. Fasten your seatbelt for what Carcraft magazine calls the most hair-raising chase scene ever filmed. Hollywood Reporter says it's a thrill a minute. You owe it to your car to see Gone in 60 Seconds. It's Grand Theft Entertainment. Gone in 60 Seconds. Rated PG. Okay, and yeah, that you know what was interesting? The guy that produced that movie, Hilicki was his name, I believe. And unfortunately, he there was actually a couple sequels to that, and they had different names. But this guy was really in the junkyard business. He really was a guy like me, a guy that had racing background, and just decided, hey, I'm going to produce this B-level movie, and it became a cult movie. But anyway, looks like we're just about out of time. I want to thank all my listeners for tuning in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars where you can hear every week most fascinating and legendary names in motorsports. Be sure to check out our radio show every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Be sure and tell your friends. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, Nostalgia Radio Cars and Gulfstream Motorsports. And uh, like I said, check out our website, GulfstreamMotorsports.com. If you need any consulting, anything regarding cars, appraisals, parts, whatever, be sure and check out our website, GulfstreamMotorsports.com. Be sure and give me a call. Yours truly here, Robert, your show host. In the meantime, everybody stay safe, drive carefully, love your families, and let's see some of the car shows that are taking place. And watch out for the glue blue meanies, okay? I don't mean to be telling tales out of school, but there's a fella in there who'll pay you $10 if you sing into his can. Downtown Dave. I'm not here to make a record, you jump cracker. It broadcasts me out on the radio. WTAN, Clearwater, Tampa Bay. WDTF, Dade City, Tampa Bay. WZHR, Zephyr Hills, Tampa Bay. Listen. You jump cracker.